Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. He's back. He's back. Hey, doing, Pete? Where you been? <laughs> Outrageous. Now, I've got a bone to pick with you. When you were talking to Tokyo Lens last week on the show, you said that I was away. I was having a holiday. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> This had nothing to do with me wanting a holiday in the slightest, but I uh, very much endorsed uh, the last two shows. He he is so good, uh, and I love his voice. And I and I do like shows where you talk to other people on the podcast. I, lo- I love listening to Sharla. Uh, I love listening to uh, Tokyo Lens. It's, it's, it's really, really, really good stuff. So uh, more of that in the future, hopefully. And I can have You're my beloved friend. holiday. yes he's got a nice voice i'm glad he picked up on that whenever i'm I'm talking Mm. to norm he's got a kind of a baritone voice uh and it's just soothing isn't it the old toronto Mm. accent what do you like about what's his i I like i like his accent i like um what what, his name norm he's got like a he's norm has he given himself like norman yeah norman yeah he's got has he got a japanese second name or something i think um Uh, i don't know nakamura or something not even yeah, I know. Yeah. It keeps it under wraps. No. It's there everyone yeah. knows. Um, I, I Googled <laughs> I it. Really I put it in the synopsis. <laughs> I put oh, it in the good. synopsis last week. <laughs> I just call him Norm Tokyo Lens uh, or Tokyo Lens mm. Norm, which he always finds yeah. really funny for some reason. Don't know why. <laughs> but uh, no, he was good. Love, love fresh job. air. He's one of my only friends. Uh, well, so oh, it's, good to, it's good to get him on. Chris. Good to get him on. Did you enjoy your <laughs> week off though? Your rare, your rare escape from the podcast? It's just nice to sort of listen to um, the podcast when I'm not on it. And I sort of go, oh, Chris is quite good, isn't he? <laughs> when I'm having to do it with him, I'm like, oh, hit this Chris character. I can't stand him. Absolute rubbish, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, but it is the Christmas oh, yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling mm. about Christmas? Are you excited? Are you happy? Uh, wholly underprepared. I'll level with you, Chris. I've had a busy few weeks. Uh, it works really sick. I don't know what it is about lockdown. I don't know what it is about uh, sort of, you know, working three days a week in a studio and then sort of coming home to to spend the other two just at home days just seem to disappear i don't know what's going oh on God. Oh, very dear. very weird so um yeah my my, my workflow is 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 i feel like it's a bit of a log jam i just need to sort of i need the blessed release of, of a few days off for christmas i think but i've not done any christmas shopping uh if anyone's got any advice for cool things i should buy uh let us know at pete donaldson on twitter because <laughs> i haven't got a bloody clue i haven't even started mate and I'm not coming over to the UK this Christmas. And I usually bring you some sort of gift, don't I? What did I bring you last year? 
Do you remember? I, I got I a little video something. game system, I seem to recall. I don't know where that is. That was a lovely little gift, that, wasn't it? On a key ring. Um, I don't remember. I seem to recall that. Yeah, was it I think, the Pac-Man? We... Pac-Man? Yes, little, little mini ah. Pac-Man. Very, very Oh, yeah, really small. Yeah, mm. you lost it. Yeah, that's nice good, bit, wasn't it? Nice Glad bit of kit. <laughs> it's in the, it's in the garage. Yeah. It's in the garage, along with all of my automatons. <laughs> <laughs> that garage must be buried in a lot of stuff. I hope yeah. you've got an advent calendar, though. Have you got some sort of uh, Christmas advent calendar? I have. I've got a Marks and Spencer's um, Percy Pig advent calendar, um, oh. which I thought was going to be a Percy Pig every day. It's not. It's chocolate until you get to the last day, and then Percy Pig reveals himself in bag form. <laughs> you just get a big bag of Percy Pigs. Percy Pig <laughs> reveals himself. Yeah. That sounds pretty unpleasant. <laughs> That's horrible. Get his little park oh. scratching out. <laughs> oh, dear God. I've got a... Um, True to my nature, uh, drinking coffee every day. I've got a coffee advent calendar for Nespresso um, each day. Oh, like a pod every day. Yeah. That's such a good idea for it's you, good, you maniac. Oh, I've, no. uh, I've joined the cafetiere rat race, Chris. I've, oh. uh, I've got involved with a bit of cafetiere action. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. Um, we got nice. sent some, some, some free coffee. So I've been, so I bought myself a cafetiere just for that. So I've been plunging through the Christmas blend. At the moment, Christmas blend. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, it's I, it's kind of a bit. All this talk of Christmas has got me sad, though. For me, like Christmas, just isn't uh, the same in Japan, right? It's always a bit of a letdown. Mm. Uh, I talked about this before, and uh, yeah, it's my favourite time of year. So it's a bit rubbish not coming home this year. But I do have my coffee advent calendar, and I've just got a vanilla flavoured coffee. So that makes up for not seeing my friends and family or coming home this year. A capsule of vanilla mm. coffee. Oh, I can't even get it out of the bloody <laughs> fucking advent calendar. It's stuck in there. Who made this? Anyway, did you watch the latest episode of Journey Across Japan? British I did Park. indeed. It was very, very enjoyable indeed. And I cannot believe, oh, like, I can believe because I think you were due a viewing of Mount Fuji because your, your awful uh, look when it comes to viewing that bloody mountain, Fujiyama, Fujisan, um, you've just been so lucky every time, and I'm so glad. Yeah, and once you saw it, you seem to see it all the time, which is very enjoyable. Yeah, I was on a bullet train to um, uh, Nagoya, of all places, uh, the other day, and uh, yeah, the, the train obviously t- in that direction. You go past it, and you mm. never normally see it. It's in the clouds. It's gone. But this mm. time, best view I've ever had, and the, the same week that we released this video. So yeah. You're right. Once you've seen it once, damn thing won't disappear. It won't go away. So, right, <laughs> what but, what um what business do you have in Nagoya? Because you you've gone on record as saying it's a load of old rubbish. A load of old rubbish. I mean, <laughs> it's all right. It's um there's not a whole lot there. I we I remember we got after I slagged off Nagoya, we did get a lot of uh, hate mail from the four foreigners that like Nagoya. Um, but uh, I'm sure it's all right. It's just I I was passing through it. Actually, I didn't even stop there. I went to uh, Takayama to do uh, a little project to help put Takayama on the map with Tokyo Creative and uh, mm. just walked around Takayama taking photos mainly. But yeah, I was, I was in Nagoya for about four minutes and the only thing I did was uh, get some of the famous Nagoya chicken wings, which were pretty good to uh, be fair. Other than that, delicious. in and out, in and out. They um, um when obviously Diego Maradona died uh, last week, mm. and uh, <coughs> I didn't I didn't actually know he was very very close to signing for Nagoya Grampusset, but his uh, his drug oh, wow. convictions ha- precluded him from actually um, arriving or you know coming coming to Japan. I think in the two thousand and two World Cup, 
I think he, um, I think he was in a so they so they they didn't sign Diego Maradona. They signed Gary Lineker instead of uh, of Diego Maradona, which is a big step yeah. down. Even Gary Lineker would would admit that. But <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, so he could go. But and and he actually found it very difficult to get into the uh, country to do the 2002 World Cup. I think the Mexican consulate had to sort of clear it with uh, the Japanese. So uh, yeah, lovely little sort of story from history, I suppose. What could have been alternate history? Yeah, I mean, Maradona, I mean, in Nagoya, could have put the city on the map. He would once and for all. <laughs> he could have raised it to the fucking ground, that lad. <laughs> but Gary Lineker, Gary Lineker did it instead. What did, mm, <laughs> what did you think of the? Um, I mean, for me, the highlight in the race recent episode was the British theme park with a. Rather sinister oh, I mean, interpretation just, of Humpty Dumpty. What do you make of it? I mean, just so I mean the little buses and stuff you've got, and the train station. I, I like that little kind of thing that you were doing with um, uh, with uh, Doctor Jelly himself, uh, trying to find pictures. Jelly of, himself uh, trying to get trying to find pictures uh, of uh, uh, you know the things that look like you are actually in in Britain. But I mean, just mm. very very strange indeed. I just I, I just like that big uh, Humpty Dumpty kind of egg because Humpty Dumpty kind of doesn't. You don't see Humpty Dumpty. That often it, is that quintessentially British. Is it? Make, is it like the? I don't know. Like I can't figure it out. You make him sound like a real person who's just walking down the streets of London. Well, you just don't see representations of Humpty Dumpty very often. You don't. <laughs> uh, you don't. You don't. And I was. I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, "Oh, that's a horrible looking creature." Oh my god, it's Humpty Dumpty. Um, mm. One of one of the only things in the park that I got really excited about is a funny old place. Like there was nobody there. I think it was because it was a weekday. Mm. There was the old COVID going free on. Free flip-flops. With my flip-flops, the fish flops. Yes, got some free yeah. fish flops and a shirt saying, Debu Janai, I'm not fat. That was I mean, that was, that, was, nice. that was unnecessary, I thought, from the man who owned the gift shop, giving you a I'm not fat t-shirt. That's not right, is it? <laughs> I love like, that he was like, there was like 10 or 15 different shirts. He just picked up the one mm. saying, I'm not fat. I was like, oh, this one, this is perfect for you. <laughs> I was like, oh, is it? Is it now? <laughs> but like, there was one shirt and you can see it in the frame. Um, that's, it says Star Wasabi. Uh, and it's like some sort of rip off of Star Wars. Uh, and I filmed mm. that because I thought that's quite funny. Star Wasabi. And it was written in the font of Star Wars. And he was like, don't film that. Um, <laughs> we don't want to get done illegal. for copyright infringement. I was like, oh, all right. But, but well, somebody I mean, everything, was so, everything was so inaccurate in that, um, in that England town that uh, you would probably argue that he's never going to get done for anything, to be quite frank. UK Margaret at the pub, come on. UK Margaret. Oh, dear. I mean, what were they thinking? Right. Somebody said maybe it's a reference to Margaret Thatcher, but we don't have pubs in the UK named after Margaret <laughs> Thatcher last time I no, checked. No, they um, wouldn't last very long. <laughs> no, especially in the north, but um, yeah, it was interesting. What I, what I was really impressed by was the fifteen-inch uh, gorge railway, well, like a real working railway um, that mm. goes off for like twenty minutes around the park. And I never, I saw it like once the whole time I was there because it was off chugging around the park. I, to be fair, I don't know why we didn't get on it. That would have been mm. that would have been the highlight of everything. But. <laughs> That's something to There's do. a lovely shot in that video, and if, if no one's checked it, if no one's checked it out, I, I presume people have checked it out. But if you're not checked it out, do check it out because uh, there's a lovely moment where you go, "I can't see the train anywhere," and it's in the background, yeah. tootling around. Of course, it was. That'd be my uh, next series. Go back and watch the damn train. We didn't see. I didn't see in person last time. Uh, um, but yeah, I'll have to. Uh, we'll have to take you there next time you're over. P. Mm. Um, come all the way to Japan. To walk down a relatively, yeah, relatively mediocre, mediocre interpretation of the UK, but uh, 
fair play. It was it was an interesting experience, and I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, we even got a shout out. I only saw this afterwards. We got a shout out from YouTube itself. Uh, like YouTube as a channel, I didn't know this. YouTube has an official YouTube channel with like thirty-five million subscribers, and they commented on the video saying, "Well done for seeing Mount Fuji." So seems somebody oh. at YouTube was even watching. So I was pretty chuffed about that. That made it all <laughs> well, you had, come together. You had one of the one of the highest up of YouTube looking at your Fukushima documentary, didn't you? Yeah, it's, it's been a weird week. I don't know if people in YouTube somewhere in Palo Alto or California have been sitting around watching abroad in Japan or something. But yeah, Susan <laughs> Wojcicki, the CEO of YouTube, um, did a, like on Twitter, she uh, read an article about abroad in Japan in the Mainichi Japanese newspaper that covered mm. uh, the Fukushima, I think the tsunami documentary I did in uh, earlier this year. And she shouted out the channel. So that was pretty cool. It's not every day yeah. the CEO of YouTube does that that's that's my minor celebrity famous shout out of the year i had brian cranston two years ago thanks to you dwayne the rock johnson last year this year season season wojiki uh so <laughs> it's been a weird bar, year hasn't it the bar gets higher every year yeah who are we gonna get next year pete who are we gonna get oh i don't know Probably God will come down or something. God. The Japanese have just returned to Earth with a with a with a uh, like a payload of uh, asteroid dirt. Um, oh, I think yeah. that's going to be crashing down to Earth pretty soon. So maybe uh, maybe you know an alien might come down and shout out alien. your amazing channel. It, actually, <laughs> speaking of um, Mainichi, the, uh, the the newspaper, mm. it's one of my favourite little terms in, in in Japanese. Speedy Japanese Mainichi uh, every day. Is that yeah, each day, every day, yeah, every day? Every day. That's, that's an enjoyable Mainichi. <laughs> is that is that your comment on Mainichi? I thought it was like some sort of powerful emotional story there, but no, I like the word. No, just like Good, it, it, just like it. Because <laughs> I, I, I do my biru nomimas, uh, Mainichi biru nomimas. I drink beer every day. <laughs> Advanced Japanese with Pete there. And that, to be fair, that is a useful phrase. People will laugh yeah. and you might get a free beer. They will. So. They Say will. that. Yeah. Mainichi biru. Nomimasu. We got our story of the week now um, from Matt from the exotic land of Texas. Uh, and mm. it's a story of pain, suffering, and violence. And it begins Good afternoon, Pastor Pete. <laughs> Pastor Pete and Constable Chris. It gets weirder every week. Um, I'm a long time viewer of the channel and I've been listening for the past year. Um, Chris, your video inspired me to go to Japan after graduating, graduating university. And that led to this story. Um, it took a whale to have my friend approve of me telling the story. Took a whale. Uh, after graduating college in May 2019 and becoming an engineer uh, officer in the army, a good friend and I decided to take a trip to Japan to celebrate the start of our military careers. On the fourth night of our trip, we were in Golden Guy in Shinjuku, bouncing around small bars. Uh, we stumbled into a bar where we met with a few small tables and a dim lit bar. Um, as the night went on and mugs were emptied, some locals started trying to talk to us. Eventually, some drunk men, probably in their 20s or 30s, decided they wanted to challenge us to some, ass, to some arm wrestling. Of course they <laughs> arse did. wrestling. You Shut should have up. said that. Shut up. Arse wrestling. <laughs> arm wrestling. Being army boys, we could not turn down some friendly challenges. We indulged and began arm wrestling over and over. This story's meant. Keep in mind, we are by no means small men. I'm five foot ten and two hundred and ten pounds, and my travel companion uh, is six foot three and two hundred and thirty pounds. Needless to say, we didn't lose a match. Surrounded by locals and cheers, it was a great time, Um, and I stood up for a 
brief moment at my small table because my head was spinning so much from all the beer and sucking. As I stepped out of the bar for some fresh air, I heard the cheers of arm wrestling followed by silence and then muttering. <gasps> Confused, I turned around to see that my dear friend was arm wrestling a larger local man. Everyone around them looked shocked and stunned. I got closer to realise the man's arm had broken mid-arm in the wrestling match. Oh dear. Oh God. I swooped in and grabbed my friend and tried to get him to let go of the injured man and get help, unaware of what he had done. This monster of a human acted like a child who didn't want to leave his friend's house, refused, refused to let go. I eventually got him to release. I left behind 7,000 yen, about $70, and we promptly left. In the back of my head, I began to think about the podcast episode where he talked about the 99% conviction rate in Japan. Fearing, <laughs> fearing Japanese prison in my drunken state, we decided it would be best to put distance between ourselves and the bar, drunk and running through the streets of Shinjuku will be a moment I will never forget. The adrenaline and panic uh, led us to take shelter in a karaoke bar. I hope the man got the help he needed. Uh, my friend still feels terrible about it today and thinks he's a wanted man in Tokyo. Uh, my question is, what would you guys do in a situation like this? Can injuring a Japanese local in an arm wrestling match get you arrested? Uh, thank you for the videos and podcasts, guys. Stay healthy, stay the best. Uh, take care. Matt from Texas uh, and his violent friend, snapping the arms of japanese men <laughs> what do you make of that pete violence i mean i i couldn't possibly uh like not i couldn't possibly leave with a broken man with a broken arm for crying out loud oh my word but you know you live by the sword you die by the sword. that's the thing in it that's the thing <laughs> live by the sword die by the broken arm i mean that i mean that is just the idea of this man's arm like hanging off and he's just all he wanted was a bit of fun, a bit of arm wrestling, which we've said in the past is pretty common in Japan, right? Like you do do it quite a bit here uh, with strangers. I don't know why, something to do with masculinity, uh, but you've never had to do it, have you? You've, you've escaped the arm wrestling. I've escaped the arm wrestling now. I've, I've played a few rounds of Pop-Up Pirate, which seems to be the obsession oh, yeah. of the Japanese pub, pub goer. But yeah, yeah nothing, 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 as, as, nothing as competitive as... Uh, as as arm wrestling, I, I, you don't need to see. My, I've I've got a dodgy elbow anyway. It'll probably explode if I tried it. <laughs> One step further than a broken arm, an exploding arm. Um, <laughs> what would you do in a situation like this, Pete? Um, would do you think you can get arrested for this? Is it a crime to break someone's arm? Um, I'd, I'd, uh, <laughs> um, no, I think. Well, it, I mean, it all depends on how the, the the crime is reported or the lack of crime is reported to uh, to the police. There's not a lot of CCTV in bars, so you'd sort of assume that um, you couldn't really prove that you didn't just come in and break a man's arm, but it would be very unlikely. I don't, yeah, I, I, thinking about it, I'm a very uh, diminutive man uh, at five foot eight, and, uh, and, and I think that if I was a hulking great monster, <laughs> I would probably leg it as well. I'd Godzilla the fuck out of there, <laughs> get back to the sea. <laughs> didn't, to the you sea. didn't see nothing. I don't think people uh, would. Uh, I think you'd be judged harshly. I think, yeah. I think the maybe the seven thousand yen, the seventy dollar, <laughs> maybe that hand like, like handled the uh, the healthcare costs, and it must. Mm. To be fair, that would have cost a fair chunk of money because in Japan you've got insurance; it covers eighty percent, but the last twenty percent you've got to cover yourself. So that poor man, mm. just to make you feel even more guilty, Matt from Texas, he probably had to spend a fair chunk of that week's paycheck uh, getting his arm stitched up. Or, reattached back on by the sounds of things bloody hell St scary stuff uh the one thing to take away from this ladies and gentlemen be careful 
Uh, don't ever do arm wrestling with rough, tough uh, American servicemen or women or anyone from the army. Don't do arm wrestling with them oh, <laughs> for, for the love of God. But thank you, Matt, uh, for that story. And um, I hope your friend doesn't feel too guilty. To be fair, they had it coming. They asked for that arm wrestling match. They had it coming. Um, complete different detour now to news of the week. And what I remember earlier on this article, I talked about how I give you Christmas presents every year, Pete. Uh, mm. that are very good and i don't think in the three years i've known you you've given me any present any oh, any time busy. i brought you side up to japan oh, yeah, and did. Oh, the man yeah, stole it, it kato yano stole it <laughs> you brought me cider and then you gave it away i suppose it was a thought that came <laughs> last christmas last christmas i gave you my cider but the very next Ooh's. day pete fucking gave it to the hotel owner who wanted it as a gift yep. doesn't Correct. have a ring to it does it but like, I remember two years ago, I did bring you um, some Kit Kats, did I not? Or am I making that up? I think you, I think you brought a selection of uh, Kit Kats, a selection box, right. so to speak. All kinds of different flavours. Sakura and <laughs> others. <laughs> Cherry blossom flavour. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kit Kats, big business in Japan. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Kit Kats in Japan are seen as a gourmet chocolate dish. Um, uh, I don't know how this has happened. I know uh, Kitokato. Kitokatsu means to surely win, um, and so they're seen as a good luck charm in Japan. Ah. But somehow, Nestle have decided over the years to turn KitKat into a premium brand. And two years ago, I remember I was near the KitKat chocolate, chocolate, I can't even say that word, chocolatory, uh, like a patisserie with these like mm. extreme KitKat flavors, like uh, cherry blossom and sake flavor. Uh, and I bought, I must have spent a hundred uh, it's about 10,000 yen, about a hundred dollars, a hundred pounds on Kit Kats of exotic flavors to bring to my friends and family back home. And to be fair, they were impressed, even if it yeah. was a little bit sad spending that much money on Kit Kats. But if you haven't seen them, ladies and gentlemen, they are good, aren't they, Pete? They are look very decadent, not normal Kit Kats. They are good. I, th- I think is, I don't know what it is about Kit Kats that, that mm, uh, they're so decadent. Is it because they used to come in foil packets with a kind of, paper around it was that was that part of it the ceremony of opening it is very kind of beautiful breaking the seal so to speak there's a bit of ceremony to it i think maybe there might have been there might have been something to that i don't know but but uh yeah the the, it's like going to like a bizarro world version of of kit kats because you just have so many different kinds of flavors um Mm. that you you wouldn't get over here and you're like oh what's this japan is another world and there's a new new flavor flavor. another one pete another one uh, and it's the most exotic so far. It is whiskey barrel aged uh, Kit Kats from the island of Isla in Scotland, where a lot of the best whiskey in the world comes from. Mm. And it's whiskey that has been aged for 180 days. I don't know how they've done this, um, but it's actually one of the few products, one of the few Kit Kat products to be said to be uh, originally labeled as being from the UK. So it's actually used real whiskey from yeah. Isla in Scotland. Um, and it looks rather good. Now, I'm not a big whiskey drinker, but I'd, I'd be tempted to try it. Um, what do you reckon? Your kind of thing? Ticks the boxes? Um, definitely. I mean, I would quite actually like to taste the whiskey 
that uh, that, that comes out of it afterwards as well. <laughs> I'd like to go on the whiskey, please. But yeah, um, I mean, I would say it's a bit it's a bit weird to sort of take it all get all the whiskey. I mean, I guess it's an exotic product for Japan, so taking mm. it to Sapporo and putting it in some kind of nicker whiskey barrel or something is probably not that exotic. So yeah, it, it just seems like a lot. The carbon footprint seems quite lengthy for uh, a common or garden uh, bit of chocolate in it, <laughs> but, but the box is very nice. It certainly is. They've um, mm. yeah, it's done. Apparently, they do it by mixing uh, cacao nibs aged for 180 mm. days in barrels once used for aging whiskey, and manually rotating once a week to ensure all the cacao all cacao nibs inside come into contact with the barrel, um, mm. and it gives it a delicate aroma and taste of whiskey that adults can enjoy. Um, yeah, <laughs> sounds pretty good. Only in winter, though. Yeah. This is only for winter. Only a winter batch available oh. in December at seven of Japan's uh, Kit Kat chocolatery boutiques across Japan. How much do you think it costs for one stick in a box of this decadent whiskey barrel age? Is it is it normal size stick? It is, is it yes. a normal size one... Kit Kat finger? Right. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Kind of, kind I think that will be seven pounds. It is three hundred yen, which is two pound two dollars eighty eight. Oh, two pounds fifty. So that's not bad. Enough. That's for that's not bad actually yeah. for a premium little kind of nonsense to give to your gran. Premium little <laughs> your nonsense or whatever. Premium little nonsense. <laughs> if I was coming home this year, my friends and family would have been gifted with this decadent whiskey barrel, <laughs> uh, whiskey barrel aged Kit Kats. But alas, Kit they're Kats going to get. They're going to get nothing. I don't know what no. to get them now. Yeah, well, never mind. Never mind. There you go. Good old Kit Kats. Every year they think mm. up something new. Now we've got to wait one more year for the next batch. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Join us for a very Clash of the Titles Christmas because we're doing what every family does at this time of year. Arguing about which film is better. We've proved this pod is good for your elf as Elf takes on Santa Claus the movie. With Santa Claus the movie, for years I couldn't walk past a slice of ham. (laughs) 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 Reaching for it like a grubby street. We're doing that festive thing of overindulging in sweet stuff. It's the holiday versus love, actually. I've never seen women apologise so much for being women as in the holiday. And yes, they are Christmas movies. We've got Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. I'm so bored of that question, so let's flip it. Is Christmas a Die Hard movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's Clash of the Titles this December. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Stakhanov production. Merry Christmas. Uh, We now turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? We've got a message from, I don't think we've, oh yes we have, Chris from Germany. Good dear Lord Pete, sorry the, uh, there's a van re- reversing outside the studio so to speak. Uh, good dear Lord Pete and Master Chris, I am currently re-listening to all the podcasts and I just listened to you talking about the billionaire Yusaku Mezawa uh, um, being blasted into space by SpaceX and it's at this point I wondered are there any common western names which could sound offensive in Japan? Uh, when pr- pronounced in Japanese. And, and should uh, a person with these names think about nicknames beforehand? I'm glad I don't have to worry about this. Chris from Germany. Uh, <laughs> P.S. I'm sorry, Chris, but the risotto is right and German sausages taste way better. I agree. <laughs> I'm not sure I, I agree with that. This is a part of the ongoing debate Riotta oh. and I have every time we meet right. up. Have you, do you ever have like a Hermansy German when you come to um, England? The German what sausages have- you get. It's like a little no. kind of curry versed kind of uh, little kind of um, curry versed shops that sell. Um, it's like tomato sauce with curry powder on top uh, on chips and well fries yeah. and uh, some just sliced up sausages. It is flipping great. That does sound pretty good. I mean, I you know mm. German sausages are bloody good. It's just part of a little debate Riotto and I have. He because Riotto's lived in every country in the world at some point. He lived in. Yeah, uh, Seattle, then London, then uh, Dusseldorf, and uh, he he loves German sausages more than British sausages, and it's been a point of contention for many years. Though his favourite place that he's lived is Sydney in Australia. So, if you're oh, an Australian really? listener, well done, you've won, you've won the game of Riotero. Mm. Um, I don't. This is a tough one, and I the good old you suck my hour. We talked about him a while back. He, uh, I think he spent something like a hundred million dollars, didn't he, to book. Five or six or five or six seats on um, a SpaceX rocket mm. around the moon in 2025. Do you remember this? It was a big story. A year yes, ago. yeah, I do. Yeah, I think. Did we speak about it quite recently? Because it was an update. There was an update or something. He's a very interesting looking chap. He's an interesting chap. He used to own, I think, Zozo Town, um, this clothing retailer. 
that I've never heard of. I don't know anyone that uses it, but it, nevertheless, he sold it for billions. Um, he's a very rich man, and he spent his money wisely to go on a rocket around the moon, which I still wonder if it was real or if it was a publicity stunt. But uh, he's a pretty prolific uh, chap, and he's got his own YouTube channel recently, I saw. He, uh, I, know, I saw a video of him like, in the back of a really nice car and then getting in a, a like a Learjet, his own private jet, uh, and just like vlogging it. And I thought, wow. That's like that's like next level next level vlogging, isn't it? Um, but um, he seems quite charismatic. Don't know if he'll be going anytime soon. But he's mm. definitely cashed in on his um, his name, Yusuk Maizawa. And to be fair, I don't think I've ever heard the name Yusuk outside of his outside of him. Uh, mm. But his Twitter, when I last time I checked it, his Twitter is uh, Yusuk twenty twenty is his name, <laughs> and he's not changed it. Uh, I'm looking at it now, right? Yusuk twenty twenty. My uh, the last uh, trip I went to Japan, I was with a guy. I think I spoke about this before, called Shine, um, which is of course, if you say it like a Japanese person, if you mm. read it out as a Japanese person, Shine, which is die on death or whatever. It's not a pleasant name to have. Oh boy, <laughs> Dave Death here. <laughs> Dave Death. I um, I think I remember. I think I remember why we talked about Yusuke Maizawa. He did a tweet that was the most retweeted tweet in history mm. and he was one of these tweets where they give away money retweet this t- tweet and i'll give you like 10 grand or something right which is the secret and it seems to work he's got 10 million followers now so you see it you see it quite a lot in um you see it quite a lot with like influencers and stuff who've got a bit of cash behind them they'll they'll give away a car or something and you know mm. people retweet and follow and stuff so it's a so probably quite a cost-effective way of getting absolutely stellar followers and actual real followers rather than bots. It is, yeah. It's very it does seem to work. Um, mm. We should do it on this podcast. We'll give yeah, away five pounds yeah. fifty and a chip and a Kit Kat, <laughs> a Kit Kat, yeah. Chit-chat. Um, <laughs> going back to the question though, Chris from Germany, I can't think of any names. The only thing I do remember was in "You Only Live Twice." You only live twice. The um, James Bond film, nineteen sixty-seven, Sean Connery. Uh, there's a Japanese woman in that called Kissy Suzuki. Um, but I don't think that's a real name either. No, it's a classic that's Bond like name. just made that up for a good year. <laughs> Kissy Suzuki. Uh, we've got one here from John. It says, hello, Chris and Pete. Uh, no, he doesn't. He says, hello, Chris in Pete. That is rather... Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Upsetting. I wish I'd stuck with the original. Or arousing. Uh, <laughs> the complete opposite of arousing. Last week... I've earned my Kit Kat. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Last week, you were talking about crime in Japan. Uh, while this one isn't on the extreme end, it definitely can be categorized as silly. Uh, while we were walking about our Airbnb on the way to the station, mm-hmm. one of the drinks machines had a picture on it and a note on it. After some quick Google Translate, which we used, it seemed that there were some older gentlemen going around the area putting leaves in the bill slot where you put the money in the in the drinks machine preposterous we thought it was pretty comical the type of street crimes in japan in comparison to what we see in canada ridiculous cheers from john <laughs> good god that is vandalism why would do that leaves in a bill slot <laughs> well i guess it would ruin the machine maybe someone's got a vendetta against the uh, vending machine owner terrorism terrorism mm. of the highest order um trying to think of anything off the top of my head but we've seen that before um there's a lot of signs telling you how to use toilets in Japan, but I think that's, I don't know why that is. Have you ever gone into a toilet and seen a sign saying like, just 
telling you how to use a toilet and then almost yeah like people who use like those kind of <clears throat> those seated not seated ones the ones that are on the, like the floor um mm. they have like those pictures sort of saying don't stand on the toilet bowl for a western toilet <laughs> yeah it, it can seem condescending like you'll go in the toilet and uh next to the seat next to the toilet there's a, a like a a little drawing with someone standing on the toilet squatting uh, a mm. big cross saying don't do this do people really do that, do you think? I think it's aimed at China and Southeast Asian countries that use a kind of more traditional system, but I'm sure right. they don't do that. I'm sure they must know how a Western toilet's used, but... Yeah, know, maybe it's for all the people. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just for all the people. But what is worse, a drinks machine that's been jammed by a leaf <laughs> that an old man's put in there, or someone improperly using a Western toilet? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> yeah. What a weird man. What a weird man. Um, Maxwell Miles. Over to you, Pete. All right. Uh, Maxwell Miles Candlin. <clears throat> Sup, my guys. Uh, I was listening to uh, your most recent episode as of writing with Norm from Tokyo Lens. Uh, and a thought occurred to me. Norm was talking about how long he'd lived in Japan. Uh, and it reminded me of a video I saw about Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is no longer fluent in his native language of Austrian German because he's been living and working in the United States for so long. Obviously, you all retain native speaker levels of speech. But have you or anybody you know noticed an atrophy in your English speaking skills as a result of not being exposed to it quite as much. Do you ever find yourself fishing for a word that you can't write, quite remember? I'd be very interested to know. Thank you for taking the time to answer. I'm an avid fan and I'm looking forward to hearing back Maxwell Miles Candlin. Yeah, that's a good question. I think mm. I'm not so bad now because I do spend a lot of my time um, with other folks that speak English, but certainly in my first three years when I was at that high school uh, working and mm. I didn't see like foreigners for days at some point and it was just me surrounded by 1200 japanese students and 100 teachers all speaking japanese yeah it was good it was nice and immersive it got my level up quickly but yeah i noticed after about two years there was a real impact like i couldn't i couldn't speaking english words i couldn't uh like there just words wouldn't come to me like inconsequential if i needed that word so i'd be like what's that word oh yeah inconsequential it'd just be difficult it wouldn't come out i don't know why that word mm. specifically I don't know what scenario required the word inconsequential, but it was there. Uh, but no, it does happen. It is a weird thing to um, to start to lose your native language. But uh, I got it back. Is, is there uh, is is there is a bit weird that I also lose my native language, but I've only got my native language. <laughs> you're from Hartlepool, <laughs> mate. You're from Hartlepool. Yeah, true. It's a true. special language, a special language up there. <laughs> uh, but no, you will find it, Maxwell. You will find it um, depending on your situation, and uh, it's a strange thing. But a fun experience. It's not something you get to experience very often. Um, but uh, I got it back just by virtue of talking to Pete Donaldson on this podcast every week. That has got my English back to where it once was. And with some new, interesting vocabulary thrown in, including why I man. I like that. That's, yeah. that's the extent of it. It's basically all I've learned. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back uh, to do it all over again on the next podcast which is on sunday right pete it is yes there you True. go i'm gonna be back i definitely knew that i knew that i was fishing for that Fuck yeah uh, but until then guys enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you then have a good one
This was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.